Welcome to the show, Joey here, and today myself, Paul, and Tiora sit down for a chat around relationships in business. This is a bit of a follow-up episode. T and I recorded one back at number 105, where we were discussing being in business without destroying your friendships. And this episode came up after a bust-up between T and I, so it was it was a hard-on-the-sleeve type chat. It's very timely. Today's a, a little bit of a broader chat. We didn't actually have any bust-ups recently, though with our recent sort of change towards the Jungle Alliance, team moving up north, the, the roles within the gym here changing, it has brought with it some unique challenges. And we go into those today, which is really important for anyone to hear if you are getting into business, and especially if you are getting into business with friends. It's notoriously challenging for friendships to stay as friendships when in business together. And we feel that that's been something the Jungle Brothers has been quite exceptional at navigating. So we've got some really cool stuff to impart I hope it helps you. We do also take it a step further and talk about the relationships with other people in the business. So from investors, suppliers, through to your coaches, people you're working with, um, and just what some of the common pitfalls are and, and how we've navigated them. So hope you enjoy the episode. If you do enjoy it, please share it with a friend, take a screenshot of it, send it across to them, post it on your socials. It helps to support what we're doing and that helps us to keep doing the thing. Now, just to mention, uh, coming up, we have our next Coaches Intensive on the 5th and 6th of February next year. So that's a little under two months away. And this is the course you need to do if you wish to become a world-class coach and build a successful PT business. So it's two days. We go through all of the major skill sets we think are important to be exceptional at what you do. And we're really excited to pass our information on to up-and-coming coaches. And look, you don't need to be a coach to do the course. You might be uh, already coaching. You might think that maybe one day you want to coach or you might even already run your own gym or something like that this course is really for anyone who has an interest in that realm there are no prerequisites required to do it uh, so if you are interested please get in touch joey at junglebrothers.com and i will get back to you and we can book in a chat tell you all about it on to the show i hope you enjoyed today's episode on relationships welcome to the show He's joining us via satellite from Northern Australia. Paulie, myself, the original three Jungle Brothers are back together. It's been a while, gents. G'day, Joey. G'day, T. Hello, boys. Found anyone to replace us yet up there, mate? Yeah, I got, I got Scotty and Pavel. Hey, I mean, I know Pavel's a bit of an athlete and stuff, but he's not a jiu-jitsu black belt, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at wrestling, which is a cool sport, but he's not really a jiu-jitsu black belt. Now. It's a cool hobby. Yeah. It's not a martial art. That's right. It's one part of the jiu-jitsu game, merely one aspect. <laughs> oh, we got to get this fight night. This is happening now. Joe's making the call out. <laughs> Remember? That was going to be it. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it was T. Well, it was T and you. It was T and I for a wrestling match. He'll be my. He'll be my coach. Yeah. <laughs> you think you guys will still be friends by then? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect segue into the topic of today's conversation. We're talking about relationships in business. Oh shit. Uh, which we, T and I, did a really cracker episode on a while back. Um, unfortunately, Paulie wasn't there for it. Where it was, we we're talking about a a bust up that T and I had had and then sort of some, um, some open conversation around that because it's, it is a feature of being in a relationship with anyone. You're going to have disagreements and conflicts and, you know, whatever, struggles. That's right. Um, quarrels. But um, I suppose the, 
for us, it's always been the three of us. It's always been this Jungle Brothers thing. We've been here at the gym working together. It's been kind of, you know, a simple format of the relationship. Now it's changed because what we're doing has changed and new people have come into the picture. The dynamic between us is, has shifted. And I suppose... The love triangle. Yeah, it's broken. It's now just Paul, myself, Dylan and Ty. It's a love quadrangle over here. <laughs> Chuck your keys in the jar. <laughs> Mate, what's, um, tell me, like for you guys, I think a good place for us to start on is what has been the, the, the most significant hurdle that you've noticed since we have split up from our, our roles as they were, you know, 12 months ago, which we're all working together equal in terms of our input towards the gym. But as of sort of March this year, T went up to Ballina. I stopped with the managerial position at the gym. Paul took charge of that. Um, and so, you know, so we were still working together on the Alliance, but the day-to-day has shifted. Tell me what has been the most significant hurdle for you blokes. In relation to, oh, just not Jungle Alliance, but anything. Well, the relationship. Yeah, oh, okay. Like- um, well, fuck, what has it been like? Eight months? Maybe not. It was April. Yeah, March. Yeah, March. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, well, there was an adjustment period for sure. Um, and if I think about it now, obviously it was all a gift. It was a hurdle. And, and now we've all kind of gotten stronger for it. But, you know, just fucking we work, as you said, so closely together for so long. It's a combination. Of, so we work well. I know where you, what you do I'm, and you know what I do. And then, um, you know, I go to you for my shortfalls, et cetera. Um, but when you guys left, it was like, fuck, I got to figure this out. Now, of course, you guys were there for advice, but it was trying to figure it all out on your own was, was tough for sure. Um, and also, you know, resisting the temptation to just call you guys on anything and try to figure it out myself was tough. You know, it was like having a, you know, part of your your brain and going, you can't use that anymore. You've got to come up with it yourself. Just having you guys on hand for so long. Um, and probably for you, T, having us on hand, I mean, you've lost two parts that are on, you know, right there in the office. Um, it was just a, an adjustment, you know. What about for you, T, hurdle-wise? That's the first thing that comes to mind anyway. Um, probably the biggest thing for me is there's no one telling me to stop spending money. So this is problematic, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's, um, it's the honest truth. Like um, I like to spend, um, especially when I'm investing in, in something that I, you know, want to put all of my uh, energy into and it's going to be a place I'm going to be spending most of my time. Um, the other big one is just a... a, a, a uh, receding um, communication, you know, which kind of happened at the beginning. And I feel like that was hugely detrimental to my, my mental health. And I know that sounds really weird and probably a little bit exaggerated and, and dramatic, but when you have like 10 years of, everything you've worked really hard for in someone else's hands 
and in your head you have this vision moving forward and then when that communication starts to break down and the vision splices and half of everything you have is you know you're not quite sure what the hell's going on like that same feeling that paul was feeling like oh, i don't have you guys on on hand is like oh shit paul's like in charge of my my future you know, you know what i mean and then not having and and then when when you communicate you're like okay so we're we're on this track and then all of a sudden you realize actually no the track has started to split and you know over time uh your perceptions change because you're not checking in on each other and making sure that everyone's still moving in the right direction before you know it you're someone's on a mountain on the other side of the mountain range and you're on another and you're kind of yelling out to each other and you're like fuck you're not supposed to be over there and, and that's kind of going back and forth and that individual saying the same back and that is very uh hard to deal with for me you know what i mean like just like fuck why aren't we doing this we should be doing this why isn't everyone doing this and it won't even be anything overly important it's just the fear of losing control you know mm. for me yeah you know? that, that makes a lot of sense i mean both both the points you made do i think um the the biggest one for me is kind of echoing what you said t but it caught me by surprise because I thought that I think you, you take for granted the way things work when you are in each other's presence day to day. There's all these little exchanges and catch-ups and you know, momentary like quick chats and whatever, I'll grab a coffee together and where you're just reinforcing the mission all the time. So you're all just like on the same path, you're doing it together. You're literally in the same room or the same building for most of your life. Um, one, you know, once that was splitting, I was thinking, ah, you know, we'll get together once a month for, you know, for Paul to give us an update on the gym and T and I will be meeting each week and, you know, we all know where we're headed. Like we'll be, we'll be fine kind of thing. But you realize all that stuff you took for granted was actually very integral. It was like a glue that holds the unit together. Um, yeah and keeps you know whatever keeps the mission tight keeps everyone's mental health good manages expectations mm, mm. manages you know it, it it's a self-regulating thing because you see how hard someone else is working so you're working that hard like it just all so much is looked after by it uh, that you almost can't put your finger on every element but once it's not there you start to see holy shit yeah these little cracks appear like what you're talking about we're like fuck someone else's interpretation of what the mission was is different in that specific thing yeah. why you know oh man uh, you know i can't or think something go sorry no, yeah, no. or something building up in someone and they don't get a chance to release it and then by the time they do you're caught off off guard and you're like fuck where the hell did that come from like why why wasn't that expressed you know fucking months ago or or it's 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 me doing it and then catching everyone else off guard and thinking well everyone should probably know that i'm getting agitated right now for the last two months but then when you actually express it everyone's like well fuck didn't even i had no idea you were even feeling that way you know and i think all of it really comes down to um the fear your feelings you know 
and it's something that we we avoid a lot in business in general. It's not to mix that, you know, don't let your emotions kind of sway you or cloud you. But in reality, they're the things that you need to be monitoring the most, you know. How's your business partner feeling about decisions you're making? How are they responding to when you put something forward? Are they fully convinced? Or are they just saying, oh, yeah, I'm happy to kind of go along with something like that? But, like, you've got to, everything needs to be clear and black and white. And once you start losing that black and white and that clearness, um, then things can get, can get, can go south pretty quick, you know? And I think, you know, we look at our relationship, you, if, if any, business relationship could function on autopilot it would be ours you know we've just been through a lot together we know each other inside out we're, we're already very very close friends before we went into business you know so it's interesting that it only took a certain amount of time before things started to just they're just like you know strings started to come undone like the stitching started to come undone a little bit obviously we recognize that and we and we fixed it, you know, but there was that transitional period where that lack of communic or that loss of communication um, put pressure on our relationship, you know. Can we give some examples, specifics of maybe where the strings came undone? The people listening are like, "What the fuck happened?" Well, T and I had a run in. Which one? <laughs> we had a. Yeah. Um... It's always me and Paul, or me and Joe. <laughs> Uh, or me and I'm Paul. Denominator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and Paul only have like one every ten years. It's like a what do you call that? Ten years lunar cycle. It's one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> epoch. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Not holding my breath for the next epoch. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and now I think I remember because, like you said when it took a little while for the, the stitches to come apart, as you put it. And, you know, when you first moved up, it was pretty extraordinary because the first three months you were, you were busy and we just left you alone because you were looking for a property yeah. like a rabid dog looking for yeah, a home. Yeah. So it was, it was a situation. It wasn't a lack of, you know, not wanting to communicate. It was, was that, but yeah, mm. It was a lack of communication and it basically led to um, exactly what he explained where I'm thinking along one track and T's thinking along another track. And when we finally get to talking, it just comes to a point where it's, it's not quite coming out right, say. Um, and somehow in your head, you've amplified what you think and also what you think they're thinking about how you, what you're going to say. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then, yeah. And then it just fucking kind of just opens up. We're on the phone. I remember cause I was in the shed We're on the phone for about 45 minutes and um, you know, we'll go at each other enough to, to figure it out as well. And be like, well, fuck we're actually on the same fucking track, <laughs> you know, yes. more or less. on the same Yes. Track. But it yeah. was just, you know, little details inside of how we were doing it that were annoying me and details in how I was carrying on that was uh, making T feel very uh, unsure about, you know, 
what I was doing, you know, my commitment to the team and all that sort of thing. So mm. it, was just, it was that type of thing. And, you know, it just, that's what happens. And fuck, as you were talking about the whole thing before T, it's, it's relationships I'm thinking about. Um, it's exactly the same with fucking anyone. And I think to, to my wife, Tash, for sure, it's like, especially like we've got a business and that's what's busy for us. And we're, you're running one, we're running one. And then with Tash, she's working, I'm working, but we've got these kids that we share. As soon as you, you get too busy and you stop talking to each other, um, something will come open as it does. Um, mm. If you share the same goals and you guys are right for each other, then, you know, you're you can humble yourself, see the, the problem is and, and then grow from that conflict. And then do what sort of thing that we do. So look, let's not let this happen again. Let's, let's meet up more often. So there's more communication. I love what you said, Joe, about how um, it's like a bit self-regulating when you're here because you can see and you have the little conversations, the mission gets reinforced. Um, yeah, that's, that was definitely probably a, a challenge. Yeah, that's been a challenge for say the last eight months. Yeah, that, it's a real it is a real invisible challenge, wasn't it? Like mm. not something we had anticipated. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, uh, T going up there, he had a a new mission that was burning. It was like the most immediate thing that he had to react to there. I also had one here, and I'm like zeroed in on the loss of you guys and making this thing work and blah 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 um so i'm we're both narrowed in on the on the on that immediate target so it's it's set up for that sort of you know thing to crack open well we've got we've got a certain amount of funds and mm -hmm. we've got you know botany jungle botany that needs it needs you know nurturing always and always will I'm up here starting a new gym and then we've got this overarching business that we're we're putting a lot of money into to, to build our, our um, digital platform that binds us all together. Uh, and the platform is, well, it's, uh, you're, you're moving onto it now, Paul, your gym's onto it. Uh, sorry, yeah. Botany's onto it. Yeah, we're like, and then uh, our gym up here is going on to it in um, uh, tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, wow! So, this connectivity between the two of us or our, our spaces that we're, that we're running um, again is going to create another level of communication, which I think is going to be amazing, you know. But within all of that, you're like, okay, well, what takes priority? It's like, well, my, my job takes priority because I'm here doing something really important and then the next person saying the same and so is the other, you know. And I think sometimes if you don't can't see it in front of you, you kind of you 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 get a bit of tunnel vision, you know? Absolutely. That but right this, this, this oh, is, sorry, go. Sorry. No, no, no you continue on. Oh, I was I was gonna oh. say that it, it raises a oh, no no you go I was gonna say it raises a question <laughs> about um, <laughs> Everyone's trying to be super fucking polite because it's the episode about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. I'm talking. <laughs> um, the, uh, it raises a question for someone who's new in business. And we always, we, we've always sworn by equal, 
equal ownership by all parties involved. It's been key to our success. Um, you know, we're still like for, to paint the picture, we're still equal owners of Jungle Brothers and we are all equal owners of Jungle Alliance. Um, but our roles have changed. And, and you could say that for the, you know, the last 10 years, we've been equal, equal operators within Jung, uh, Jungle Brothers. We've, we've all done PT here. We've all coached classes. Mm. And, you know, we've all been here in the office kind of doing the same, living the same life essentially in, in the, from a work perspective. We've always stood by that. And it's our strong recommendation for someone that's new in business because we got told very early on, didn't we, by, by that that great mm. spoke with Millen. He's like, if there's disparity there, you got different people who own different amounts or doing different things. Like issues are going to pop up. Resentment is going to grow. It's just, you know, and that, I think that was such great advice. It's funny. We're now in that position where in a sense, like what we're talking about is when that disparity has come about. And again, not in ownership, but in uh, contribution on a daily basis towards the, the the various projects we're working on, and and now you, if you think of it that way, like uh, before when we were here in the gym together, we were all coaching classes, we were all doing bits of admin and stuff. Um, it was easy to compare apples with apples, but now we have different roles and it's also spread some kilometers apart. It's hard to, you know, compare them against each other and regulate it. What's the value of that word? That's versus, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right all essential but you know i, I guess i yeah make, i think oh i was just gonna say i make that point i guess because you know if there's someone you know we, we're kind of we're talking to people here who are going to be treading a similar path we want to help people tread this path our advice is don't jump in where we're at right now don't jump in at disparity like try to jump in at parity like keep things equal with your business partner, like, because that is, that is the easiest way to manage the relationship. And then once you get to a point, you can choose to change things up. T, don't let me cut you off again. Um, I, I think uh, it's really important um, to recognize that equality, being part of our business uh, ethos anyway, but how important that is in a, in a, in a business relationship I would say in any relationship, the less power differentiation between the individuals, the better it is for everybody's head. First of all, for your, for your, for your mental health, because you don't have one person just beating down on you all day and calling the shots and pointing the finger and you're just a fucking slave, uh, which can happen in a, in a domestic relationship as well. Um, and there's always going to be a power shift you know, one way or another, you know, sometime, at some point one individual will, will be in a position where they're worth more to the business at some point and they know that and then shifts and it's someone else and then it shifts and it's someone else again to an, equal, an equilibrium where everyone's, you know, sitting at, a, at an even level it's really important. And again, when we're talking about communication, it's not just about like, okay, let's get together. You need to do that. You need to do that. You need to do that. Come back, tell me when, I'm, when, it, when it's done and then leave the gym kind of thing. It's sitting down and creating a space for people to talk on an even level, contribute, take feedback, um, feel comfortable enough to express their feelings and 
and uh, and build a, a, a real relationship at work or at home or wherever it is and then strive to take action off the back of that to get balance back in the workplace or, or the home, you know. And I know it can sound a little bit extreme, but I can guarantee you there's people out there that are listening to this that are in a toxic relationship, not at home, but in their workplace, you know, where some arsehole's calling all the shots and doing the least amount of work, you know. It's funny you say that. I, I listened to a podcast the other day, um, the one I shared with you guys, um, Hamish, Hamish Call It, uh, you know, fellow, oh, yeah, fellow yeah, we know yeah. who's a, who's like a, a growth investor in businesses, but he was making the point, which I'd never thought of He's making the point that businesses have changed now. Like the nature of business has changed. It used to be that it was, it was all top down and you had the capital and you, you open the factory and then you fill it with workers and they produce the thing and you sell the thing. Um, he said, it's not like that anymore. You have people that want to be part of the mission. They want to know that they're, working towards a common goal. They need, you know, they need more purpose behind their roles. You know, you can't have this strict top down kind of thing. And I, I, yeah, I I really see what you mean. Like it's, um, you don't want to have like that old school approach to business where it's like, no, you're an employee of mine. Just fucking do what I'm telling you kind of thing. It doesn't, it's never really had a place in how we've operated. Has it? No. And, I think that the world's moving in this direction because it's more successful. That's a more successful business model. It's, you know, I mean, if, if the, if the, if, if the, if the other model worked uh, as well here, where, you know, in, in our culture, then it would be the dominant business model, but it's, it's changing for a reason. And that's because when you, you have, if you have a business model where everybody feels comfortable and confident to be able to contribute, then you have a bigger contribution pool, you know? But if there's one person dictating that space, then you have one brain making all the decisions and five brains clamming up and not, not adding anything to that. And yeah, if you're in a situation where you've got an asshole for a business partner or a boss and you're constantly getting talked over and you can't put something forward and when you do, it gets thrown back in your face, you just stop contributing. You're just like, well, it's not, it's not worth my time, you know? <clears throat> And, and your, your contribution pool just shrinks, you know? And nobody's gonna wanna do overtime. No one's gonna wanna do a little bit of searching on the net that night for something you know, new and exciting. Uh, and if they find it, they're gonna save it for themselves when they open their business and leave you and open down a shop and, and, and make competition for your business, you know? Yeah, I definitely think that um, that mentality was left over and it's gone and done from that manufacturing era where it was all goods in production lines and scaling up. And so there was all that management that happened these days. uh, I heard a statistic, something around uh, 85% of the workforce globally are millennials, um, which is really significant because those Mm -hmm. are the people that we're employing Um, and millennials very different to the boomers who came from that era of, of management and hierarchy um the millennials are way more innovative independent creative they grew up with technologies and they they want to have purpose and it's, it's more about experiences and purpose and being in a place that they want to work in um when i heard that it made total sense to me and mm. this is why the whole collaborative thing will fail if you try not if you avoid it in any business these days um 100% right. I was just thankful that that's 
that's how we came through because I wasn't that aware of it. It seemed like the right thing to do, but reading something like that really just reinforced for me like how we do things here, um, that we're, we're on the right path and we need to keep it that way. Uh, it's something that I've had to grasp uh, and go deeper in on since you guys left. Um, and if I digress to the conversation that we had earlier about when you guys left, what like the loss, one of the big losses for me, if I, if I can, was when you guys left, I realized later that what I left was, what was gone was two people who were deeply invested in running the business because mm. it's theirs. So I had two yep. guys who would do anything at any time, at any, you know, come in on a Sunday, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you know, Dylan, he's, he's here for, he's down as well. So not to say discount him, but two team players who would do anything. And so it's just myself and Dylan and um, trying to figure out how to motivate people in here um, has been like the biggest challenge to make them really part of it and, and believe what we're doing. And um, I've been working on that for the last you know, six weeks and I've got a long way to go yet, but um, it's all tied up with this, this idea of um, that collaboration with the people that you work with, um, having feeling equal importance, uh, giving them equal recognition where they, where they should have it and all these sorts of things. Like it's tricky, you know, it's on, you think of it and go, fuck, I wish it was just top down cause that'd be easier, but it's just, it's just yeah. the way it works. And I don't think you'd ever really be happy if you just work from the top down. It wouldn't be as satisfying mm-hmm. a place to be in. Um, but yeah, we got great people here and you know, it's, um, yeah, that, that was, but I guess uh, when, when you're um, looking at like this, when you're looking at a structure where we have this, this focus on, on just equality, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't have some, uh, uh, that can't, that can't have a, um, what do you call it in the military where you have your authorities at the top working. Yeah, you doesn't mean you can't have like a a ranking rank. like that's yeah you know you you have your in a gym environment you have your your, your gym owner and then you've got your practitioners and you've got um, your your head coaches and you've got um, you've got your interns and and it's there you know what I mean the 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 um, that order of rank is there and it's not but but the difference between running a military outfit and many times um, business has tried to min, min, like mimic the, the military approach. But the big difference is uh, when you're in the military, it's immediate because you, you're going to die if you, if you don't do your shit right. So there's a level of, of, um, of, you know, of immediacy that comes with the structure and everything has to be perfect. That doesn't ride in normal business because stakes aren't, aren't life or death, you know, but normal business, if you have this ranking that's there, doesn't have to be acknowledged to the point where you're, where you're wearing a badge or a belt, but it still has to be respected. But there's space there for the intern to be able to give feedback or, or let the, the, the gym owner know if they're not pulling their weight there's space there for the intern to be able to contribute to some training systems, maybe a new 
stretch return, the space there for intern to have an opinion on what they think of the color of the new logo, you know? And, and then it's up to the, uh, the other individuals in that space to recognize that voice um, and, and, and acknowledge it. And this is, that is equality right there, you know? It's not to say that that individual can just, you know, give, give the boss shit whenever they want and turn up when they, whenever they don't, you know, and turn up 10 minutes later or stuff like that. There's, it has to be a level of respect always, but, you know, both ways. But, and a ranking can exist, but there has to be a, a level of respect when it comes to equality and individuals, you know? Yeah, it's really just allowing influence and communication to flow back up the, 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 the hierarchy, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's not, it's not this absolute top down like power approach where it's like, you've got, you, you know, you have no bearing on like Yeah. It's, it, it does go both ways, even though there is some kind of structure there. What do you, what about if we go to say the expansion in relationships that has taken place since, since the change here? So, you know, T you've now got, Couple guy, couple coaches with you. Got a new business partner. You got all that going on. Paula, you got Dills, Ty. You know the, the the two new guys, kind of who are at the helm with you. Talk to me a bit about you know maybe some of the challenges that have come along in that part of the process. <clears throat> I guess I could speak to what I was talking about before. Um, you know, before you guys left, um, you know, T. Uh, was here running as the CEO. Um, Joe, you were doing a lot of the, the running of the gym. Um, myself sitting quite comfortably, not really having to spearhead. I'm there with you guys, but I'm always running in the background. I had to really go through a transformation and still happening, you know, I'm, you know, I had to, had to change um, the relationships with me and the coaches. And I'm, I'm always the fun, fun guy, have a laugh you know, break the ice by having a laugh all the time and still do that. But it's, it's really just finding the balance now because of this environment that we, this, this workplace that we're talking about, it's quite a delicate ecosystem. Um, I have to go into a leadership role like I've never had to do before. And it's, it's so fucking delicate. Yeah. It's really delicate. So you, you, um, uh, Someone's got to call the shots. Someone call the shots. Yep, and I and so it's you know having to be stern where where we need to, having to make captains calls when you need to, um, and then you you're know, on the bench. You're on the bench. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for the input. But input, but get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No. Um, and then and then <laughs> but uh, but you know also you really have to and you yeah you have to bring the best out of yourself in order to gain that respect for them to listen to you at those times, to be able to have both of those faces where you're on the coach shoulder to shoulder. Um, but then you're also a mentor and then you're also the guy who runs it. You, yeah, you have to go into this kind of elder space sometimes. Where, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy and I'm going to be that guy here. Whereas I, I wouldn't have to go there a lot uh, as much before. So, um, so for me to figure out, you know, how to do that and have the guys, you know, working with me and, and all the coaches, that's been, that's been the biggest challenge. And um, yeah, still going through it now, but it's, it's very rewarding and it's, uh, they're really good lessons. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that play out on a daily basis. 
that's a huge transformation you are going through. You know, you're doing a great job of it. Thank you. That's you know. come out of my shell a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. But there's so much. Yeah, I see. I see the effort. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I've been grateful for for it. Really, been really cool. T Bone, what about you? Um, well, I had to start a new business with um, with a stranger, which was <laughs> new for me. Like I've started businesses before, and they've always been with with friends. Even in the film industry, I only ever really worked with my close mates um, on a you know on an intimate work level, and. Um, yeah, that was risky, you know, because it kind of went against all my my prior, like, knowledge. And, you know, you sit there and you build your own dogma and you're like, oh, I only go into business with friends. And then all of a sudden there's this opportunity to go into business with a stranger. And you're like, okay, well, how, what, do I, what do I do here, you know? Like, this opportunity is fantastic. So I've got I to go for it, you know? Uh, and this is going to be the case for a lot of new business owners. To, to it's very, it's actually what we have is is a rare thing. You don't see a lot of people going into business with their best mate, you know, uh, especially like three good mates that have history together. Usually, sometimes you get a few builders that do it. Um, you hear a lot of stories about that scenario going wrong, where friendships are, are destroyed and they never talk to each other again. And, and someone fucks the other one over and all that kind of stuff. And then again, you know, when you're going to business with a complete stranger, then there's, there's things that you need to do to protect yourself. And I would, and I would say between going to friend business with friends or going to business with a stranger, you must take the same precaution, precautionary measures in both scenarios. Nothing should change there. And, and it's very important that again, we're coming back to this black and white scenario where everything is black and white and each of you know exactly what the other one's role and responsibilities are, exactly how much money is going into the business. And then it's a matter of just predicting worst case scenarios over and over and over and over again until you think you've covered them all and you have an answer for that outcome. And if you don't have an answer for that outcome or outcomes, then you probably shouldn't be going into business with each other. And you're talking about that the, from, what, the, from the point of view of like, yeah, like say with the business plan or something where you have to plan for these multiple potential future outcomes. Yeah. So I've got, I've got, I'm, I've, I've, I've met a, I met a guy who buys and sells contemporary art. It's, it's an, it's a, it's an industry that is so foreign to me, but the only thing I'd probably you know, be quite sure on is that it's it's variable on the best of days. You know what I mean? So, like uh, like a high risk share, in other words. You know, really, Seth is a professional gambler. Uh, <laughs> if we if we go break it down, you know. So, I'm going into a business with a guy I don't I've never met before. He turns over uh, a good amount of income buying and selling contemporary art in foreign countries. And now he wants to put uh, a substantial amount of money into a location that is directly connected to mine. So we're on the same, same space. He's building this climbing gym. My gym is literally connected to his gym. Um, we're working collaboratively together 
to make sure that there's uniformity between the two. Uh, Harry, the guy who owns the whole location, wants um, one business to be responsible for, for the whole. So what this means is if Seth goes down, I go down with him, you know? And so he, uh, my, my brain's just racking. I'm going like, okay, what could, what could possibly go wrong here? So the, the first issue for me is if this guy just disappears and I have a gym that I've spent a whole bunch of money on, don't have the kind of funds that says Seth has access to, this is it for me. This gym goes down. It's a, it's a really hard place for me to try and work back from. Uh, and Harry has this 650 square metre, 15 metre high boat shed that needs to be filled with something. Then I'm in this position where I'm like, okay, well, if he puts a truck driver in there or, or a uh, truck mechanic or, or a builder or a boat mechanic, this is terrible for my gym. It's going to be absolutely dog shit for me to be there. So if Seth builds this, uh, this climbing wall, and then the climbing wall goes gangbusters. Then, and I'm at the whim of Seth because he there's a, a massive power differentiation between the two of us, um, as far as you know, people who's putting money in and and whatnot. Like you know, enormous. From my, you know, pro probably by the time I'm breaking even, it's going to be around 150 to 200 grand outlay to Seth to two and a half million. You know. Wow. So it's, it's, a, it's a big gap there. So it's like, okay, well, <clears throat> if this guy's, if the arsen falls out of the art industry and he, and he disappears, who's taking over that climbing gym? You know, who's running it? Who's going to buy it? And if they do buy it, are they going to rip it down and put something else in there? So it's like, okay, if it goes gangbusters, then, uh, and, I'm work, uh, and, I'm, and I'm at the whim of this guy, then he can turn around and say, you know, to get get your gym out of here, we're going to turn it into a to 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 a kids' rumpus room or a bouldering section. You know what I mean? So I've got these two scenarios: he gets hyper growth, or he gets or he goes bust. Um, what happens to me when this happens? You know. So if he goes if he gets into hyper growth, I need to protect myself. So Seth asked if I wanted to be on on the lease as a as a subleaser under him. And we just go into his business, and I said no. I said no. I need to be on the lease. Uh, and then I and the good thing for me was that I had a relationship with Harry, who's the owner of, this, of of the whole location. So I talked to Harry, and I said, look, if Seth goes goes bust, then um, I would like to propose to you that we have it in the clause that the two of us take over the climbing gym. And Harry has a lot of money, so in that scenario, he would be the one who buys it. I would run it. And he said, yeah, great idea. Because he's obviously going to have the whole space manipulated and changed. It, it would be an absolute catastrophe for him as well if Seth disappeared and he had to, or, or if he ripped the climbing gym out and sold it for, uh, for a really cheap rate, what would be left would be a very damaged and um, destroyed uh, uh, foundation, you know? So I protected myself. In the, in, by getting myself onto the lease as a business partner, and I proposed this to Seth, that we go into partnership together. And this way, uh, if my business uh, goes bust, he can take over my space. If his business goes bust, I get first right to that uh, with Harry. 
but at the same time, both of our businesses are still separately running under two separate business, businesses under that business. So we've got one business that pays Harry and owns the whole space and we share that together. And then we have two separate businesses subleasing off that one business. Right. And that business will protect me and my home, my shares with Jungle Brothers, PTY, LTD. Uh, and so if, if I do go bust, then the, the bank can't come for, for every, every other element of my, my, uh, my, my life, you know. So I'm protecting my family, protect myself against Seth. And um, again, I'm leveraging my relationship with Harry, the owner, and, you know, the whole process I'm being honest and open about all of this with um, with both partners, you know. I, to give a bit of clarity there, when you say the, those business, the businesses that that is owned between the two, this is a company, right? Is yeah, that, PTY Ltd. Yeah. So I think the you know for 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 anyone listening that's sort of like, you know, because a lot of the stuff we're talking about is like, oh fuck, companies and you know multiple businesses and and that sort of thing. Um, going back to that advice we got early on in the, in the piece, you can start, there's multiple different entities that you can take when you're starting a business. You can just be a sole trader, you can be a partnership or you have companies and trusts and all these other things. As you get more, as the entity becomes larger and more complex, it offers greater protection. So, you know, so, you know, what T's talking about there is like, if you, if you just jump into a partnership with somebody it's great. You can get started operating right away. It doesn't cost you anything, but if they go and do something wrong, like Seth kills someone in the rock climbing gym, then all his partners are liable for that as well. And all of a sudden T's got, you know, getting sued by some family. So having a company and having these layers of protection is, is paramount, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And when, when you, I would advise any new business owner, if you're going into business with somebody, and, uh, and even if you're not, like PTY LTD is a really safe place to be. You spend a little bit of money at the start. Uh, it's much cheaper to do it when, before your business is earning lots of money. Um, and, and then, you know, setting yourself up a, a, a trust fund. So, again, you're protecting the income that you get too, you know. Uh, Seth has done the same. He's got, uh, we've got our business. He's got another business for the climbing gym. And that, and then he's got a trust fund here in Oz that's connected to a trust fund, uh, you know, in the states, I, I believe. And I think he would, uh, my at my guess, he would have multiple PTY LTDs set up all over the place. Tell us about the For ones the same in tax havens, the offshore tax havens. Yeah, <laughs> Where are I'm not sure if he's got a tax haven. I know he's into his crypto. Just got, <laughs> it's all in a couple of placards that are locked in his basement. Yeah. You remember yes. that episode of The Simpsons? Well, yeah, this the is the, well, yeah. I think um, ah. a lot of his income is not liquid. You know, it's it is actually in art, so it's stored somewhere out there in the in the art world, and and the, the the price of that stuff is going up and down on a, on a you know daily basis, and you sell it at the right time, and hopefully you've made made a bit of profit. You know, tricky game. What about your uh, what about your coaches? You got Scotty and Pavel, and you've kind of been you guys have all sort of been thrust into that process together. Yeah, well, Pav came up um, early, and he wanted to just watch the way the whole thing kind of played out. I think um, no one would have guessed 
how much played out in such a little period of time and he witnessed everything. Um, there was a lot, just a lot of, a lot of gears turning. Um, at the same time, at some at some point, up and it's this is this process of of just, a startup. We just lost you for um, a couple six, seconds. Could you um could you restart? Oh, hello. Yeah. yeah, we just the connection just busted up for a sec. Uh, yeah, the the um, Pavel came up a little bit earlier. Uh, he wanted to just be around and and be part of the process, not just the business, but you know, buying a new home and moving the the family and uh, and then looking for a location and making uh, connections with people up here and. And, you know, he was there from the beginning before we even had a place to, you know, me meeting Seth and then us finding a location together and all of that whole process has been there along the way. Uh, but he also had no income over this period of time. He had a little bit of work on the weekends and then he wanted to keep his time free to be available for, um, for the gym. And that process just got pushed out and pushed out and pushed out and it's difficult because um there's an element of responsibility that i feel i feel being with him when he's giving so much time and energy to this space but he's not earning an income you know mm. and because our da has just been dragged out for so long like i sh really should have been operating six months ago but it's the give because of the climate up here and I'm talking about how hard it is to find a location and then how how long it takes for DAs to approve um, because there's no one available to work in the councils. Like there's a massive housing crisis up here at the moment. There's no one here to do the work that needs to be done and there's a huge amount of growth going on. So that combination is just like a recipe for slowing things down a lot, plus COVID in the middle. So, you know, I think it's... He's going to make his own latte. Yeah, there's been really, yeah, it's frustrating for um, for someone uh, to have to be there while things just aren't really moving, and then um, and then the opportunity for a general manager popped up for the climbing jungle, um, and I I sat down with Seth and said to him that I think he should use Pavol as his as his general manager. Uh, and the reason behind that, and it seems, seems strange to have, uh, you know, a, a national level wrestler who's, you know, a coach and a, a, a gym coach and a PT and uh, to be running a, uh, or managing a climbing gym. Uh, but I think the, 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 and it's a sell when you sit down and because you're not going to put your CV forward when you don't have any real, like, tangible uh, experience running a climbing gym. You know what I mean? I don't know how many people would out there, but it's more about, okay, well, what comes with this process of Pubble moving in to the climbing gym? Well, it, it builds a relationship between jungle, the Jungle Alliance and the climbing jungle even tighter. Um, it means that uh, the climbing jungle can, can, be part, uh, can be part of the alliance by using our software and we can put our coaches in there and start teaching climbers how to strengthen condition. We can bring a level of, um, of service that you don't get in climbing gyms. You go in a climbing gym and usually you've got a couple of young fellas 
that really don't care about much. They just want to climb and they set your harness up and send you on your way. Whereas when you walk into a, a, a Jungle Alliance gym, people know your name, the, the coaches are educated, they're driven, they're working on their own business. And all of this is really uh, exciting for Seth, something that he always felt was missing from uh, the climbing industry. And so, and so now this shift with getting Pavel into this space is like, it's, it's, it's not just, okay, it's fantastic for all of us, but it's, it's also payment for him just putting in all the fucking hard yards and the effort and being there through the, the shit times um, and being available and his work ethic is, you know, it's just huge. So it's, um, and Seth has been watching that as we've been progressing and now they're building a strong relationship together and moving forward with this build and I'm also a part of that too. So the, it's what, what it's done is it's just, he's, he's become glue for us, you know? And um, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, my relationship with Pavel has grown very strong over the last eight months when you chuck two people in the same room together and there's not many other people around. Uh, you go through your highs and lows and I know he's probably put up with a lot more than I have. <laughs> There's two of us, you know, but um, he's also a very, very uh, patient and, and loving guy. And, um, no, I appreciate his, um, uh, his it, it's just being there, you know. It's just been so great for me. And now I've got Scotty as well. So Scotty's really moving out of the, um, moving out of acrobatics world. And... I would love him to fill the role that Pavel was going to eventually have, and that was to be GM of uh, Jungle Ballina. So Scotty will train up for Pavel's role. Pavel's moved into the jungle, uh, uh, jungle, uh, climbing jungle, and and then our family grows. You know, and our relationships get get stronger within that space. Do you guys find either of you with um, with these transitions that there's pieces you took for granted in, you know, say the relationship we had working together on the daily together. towards these, you know, these new relationships with staff members and whatnot that you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm, you know, whatever. Oh. Maybe it was a nuance of yours or maybe it's, you know, in part theirs. Well, it's what I mentioned before, really, which was uh, you guys, I took for granted that you were intrinsically motivated with everything because you were business owners you're aligned with everything and you know it intimately historically for the last fucking 12 years. Um, cut to, you know, working with um, the boys in here, just that level of depth and understanding about which way we want to go. Having a much bigger mission further down the track is what drags me, you know, through when it's, when it's harder, they don't necessarily have that, you know, that someone here is, and, you know, not that it, that's the case, but it's the difference between someone coming in just to do a shift or someone who's coming in because they're, they're part of a bigger war and it's a fight that needs to be done and we need to see this through. It's just taking for granted that you guys were that and now it's my job to put that fire into them and, and try to, yeah, try to, try to have that trait in them. Yeah, it's the biggest one really. And I guess uh, when you're looking at the individuals in Jungle Botany and it'll be the same for, for Ballina, 
mm. is that these individuals all are, we are, are driven, they're running their own businesses within that space. And, um, yeah, I, I just couldn't imagine working in an environment where everyone's just on, on that base salary and, you know, it's corporate and you just kind of turn up and you do your thing and you go home. I just, it seems very foreign to me. I don't think I could survive in an environment like that, to be honest. How have you gone to with like those, those nuances about, you know, in of personal relationships and all of a sudden being in, you know, a busy work environment with two guys who you've not really worked alongside before. Like it's not, you know, you're kind of, you're finding out in battle how, how you guys go together. Has it been relatively smooth or like has there been a lot to work through? Yeah, like, like I said, I think I, out of the three of us, I'm probably the hardest to work with. Um, and I've, got, I've just got a lot of different things going on. You know what I mean? So well, because the boys are there and, and what is going on for them is what is there. And that is, that's, it's most important because that space is eventually going to be their primary income uh, and they want that attention there. And, and my attention needs to be there, but there are other, other working gears and cogs in the background that are happening. And it's very much the same with Seth, probably more so, because his primary income is coming from a business that he runs at 3 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? So he's in and he's out and then he's in, all in, and then he disappears and something, you know, big's happening. He has to give all that his attention to that. And it's probably... Uh, there's a little a, a bit of an element in that with me um so it's probably more frustrating for them than it is for me um but i think that there's certain tools that you can take with you when you're when you're building relationships uh, and that first you know the first year that you spend with someone or two years really sets the foundation you know um you need to be honest so if you make promises and you you, you don't necessarily, like, look, you make a promise to say, yeah, I want to give you this and I want to give you that. Um, you, you don't necessarily have to deliver it. You have to, but you have to fucking try every op option possible to make it happen. So if you're, you, you, can't, you can't lie to someone and say, yeah, yeah, you know, in six months' time, you're going to be a fucking superstar, you know what I mean? you you got to try and forecast somebody else's uh, um, professional path, uh, come up with options for them, advise them on how that's going to happen and what you're going to be doing on your side to help achieve that, you know. And I think if you get into a situation where you start bullshitting to somebody, um, and, and making false promises that you can't keep further down the track, then this is a recipe for disaster, you know? I think that transparency is also very important. So you don't necessarily want to be hiding things. So if you're going through a tough time and this is with your business partner or it's with, um, you know, it could be with any of your staff, then fucking let them know, you know? I'm going through a bit of a shit period at the moment. I'm sorry I've slacked off and, you know, 
good uh, example of that was mum having a, a brain hemorrhage. It's like, okay, well, there's a lot, lot, a lot of things happening at home at the moment. Um, I'm sorry if I've been a bit distant and I haven't done the tasks that I set out to do at the start of the week. Um, I'm back on, 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 the, on, the, on the same path now that, I've, that I'm getting over these, these hurdles, you know. Yeah, that, that open communication is kind of... So, honesty, transparency. Yeah. Oh, did, you, did you have a keep going there? I didn't want to cut you off. That, that would just be conviction. So, whatever you... And I don't know if I'm using this word in the right term, but if you are saying that you are going to do something, you set out and you're going to do it, fucking do it. You know what I mean? And if you're selling a vision to somebody, then you, now you are you're accountable for following through the actions that make that vision a reality. And then you take, you take action and you keep moving forward, you know, make that next phone call, connect that next person, build that next thing, put that bolt in the wall, whatever it is that needs to turn that into reality. Individuals around you have to see you doing that for them to get inspired to help, you know? So if you can keep that up for a good year, then after that you can, Show them what you're really about and tell lies and bludge and feed up and <laughs> Mate, take off a little money out of business. It'll be yours in a few months <laughs> now. Just, I just need to keep working 14 hours a day. <laughs> that sounds like a conversation we'd have had with a few gaffers in the past. Oh, right? film industry. Yes. Oh, damn. Film and industry full of it. All empty promises. Gobble it up. It was. It was. Yes, so I was probably that was such a thankless job, wasn't it? Just, there's just some weird fucking culture in there. It's incredible. I mean, I, you know, to our point earlier about, you know, millennials and the different, um, this different desires and requirements that they have around working conditions and whatnot. I think we're kind of really on a bit of a cusp there, the us three, because we came from the film industry, which is hardcore hierarchy. And it's like, and it taught us a lot of really good lessons. But one of the lessons it taught us is just fucking shut up and work your ass off and don't ask questions and it's like that is a really powerful thing to have but it also can become a great curse at times yeah it, it was a real split between the requirements for a successful team is a split between what saying with the military stuff as well as what we're now saying a better way to run a team um because when he was saying that i was thinking that uh when you're when you're actually you're under the pump um, and there's a setup and there's a time requirement. So there has to be some sort of military part where it's like you get that and someone's telling that from the top. But then off the ball, um, you really need to be treating it more like, uh, you know, company where they have equal, equal importance. Friendship. And a fr yeah, friendship. So, yeah. I fucking friends in the film industry, mate. <laughs> the, <laughs> I got off a phone call with, with uh, Ty today. And just before he said goodbye, he told me that he loved me. And then I told oh. him that I love him. Typhoon. I mean, what, yeah, yeah. What, what, what gym or what, what um, working relationship do two males tell each other that they love, love each other and we've known each other for, what, fucking two years or something? Three years, Max? How about that? Yeah. You know? Wasn't even at the Christmas party at 2 a.m. I know. Imagine what he's going to say then. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send but you that's, um, 
I think like the stronger those bonds are, the the more intimate your relationship is with your with your colleagues, the more successful your business is going to be. Because when it's put under pressure, you want people to have loyalty and to feel like they've got the energy to dig deeper to get it over the line, you know? And if they don't have the connection with the space or with you or they don't have that love, then they're not going to do it. You know? Yep. And Some, every business is going to hit that that point where they need everyone to dig in deep, you know? At some um, point. I was just thinking about how relationships take work. Um, so, like, to get to have that sort of thing, it takes effort when potentially you don't want to put effort in probably also why people default to the old method it's like oh well it's work and i've got home and work is work and personal stuff is personal stuff because it might be easier to manage for themselves but yeah relationships take work from they're hard they're hard work you know um yeah yeah they take energy they're more rewarding you gotta feed them you know well i guess there's a there's an element of you know, uh, privilege there in that we can, we can be in a business that we determine how it operates and stuff. Whereas, you know, for, for the large majority of people, they're stuck in a job where they are just a cog. And it's like, I mean, you obviously still have the relationships, but you, you, you do also have that clear delineation between, no, that's where I go to, to work. And then this is my personal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah. Last, not last weekend, the weekend before Papa cooked up a massive storm. We had, Seth's family over with my family. Scotty was supposed to come, but we missed out. But then, like, we're, we're actually, I mean, the, the, the more we get to know each other, the, the tighter the bonds, the bonds are getting, you know. And um, I think that for, you know, for the first initial period, you really want to focus on building a stronger relationship like you would with anyone. Like if you've got your a new girlfriend and you're like, wow, I would like to make this work. You're going to put the effort in to, to try and get to know that person in and out, you know, good sides, bad sides, where you can contribute and, and um, you know, and, and, and help them grow and all that kind of stuff and, and, and vice versa. And the sooner you can get to know somebody and the deeper you can, the, the, the better it is for, for everyone, especially for the business as a whole, you know. You know the strengths and weaknesses and where, where to cover and what to work on and, and what they don't like, what someone doesn't like. You know, a perfect example is me kind of chipping away at Scotty about his social media because he's got so much skills and he's so visually spectacular to watch move and this kind of stuff, but there's nothing on him on the web. You can't even find a picture of him. It's really hard. Like he's dodged cameras his whole life. Yeah. And um, that conversation has come up a few times and we, we finished that conversation on pretty much it's not going to happen. And, <laughs> and that's fine. That's not, that's something that Scotty's not, you know, it's, it's not his thing, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's something that I'll have to find a way around. And now he's just on, I just take footage of him all the time on my phone. On your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a performer. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> Photoshop my head on his body. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I think that's a really good place for us to wrap it up. That was cool. Was that like long, one of those ones where it was longer than I thought it was? I think uh, I don't have an exact eye on it, but I think was. we're just, just over an hour. 
Yeah, nice. But I think, you know, like it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation. There's more to have about it. But I think, you know, if, if people can take, take away some, some stuff from that about, you know, keeping the relationships healthy. And I mean, the big, the big takeaway for me on the whole piece is communication. And mm. what I would do as the glue earlier is like, mm. though you can see that as forms of communication. You're having verbal interaction, but you're also seeing what the other person's doing. You're meeting, you know, it's, it's all like, it's being communicated to you constantly what everyone else is up to in the, you know, at the, at the helm of the ship. Mm. So with yeah. the distance that we now have, it's like, well, we have to have other means of communication to try and fulfill that same purpose. So if you were to give advice to a couple of new gym owners, just starting off, maybe they're, they're kind of friends, they're training buddies and they're opening their new gym. What would be the big takeaways for, for those two individuals? I would, I would say um, you need to figure out what your personal goals are, your individual goals are, like your big ones and what, it, what this business means to you um, and where you want it to be in 10 years and how you want to spend your time in it at that point. Um, you want to know what their needs are, um, what they need from this business, which is a slightly different thing. Um, and you want to know what their expectations are. Um, so goal you as well yeah, as a business partner. Yeah. That's expectations of, you know, the 10 years and also of the day. This is what I expect day in, day out. And this is what I expect of you. And this is, what do you expect of me type of thing? I find um, I've been using that lately. That works really well. Um, and then Enjoy. the communication. Oh, regular. Sorry. sorry. The, then keep the communication thing has to be regular and it should be, it should be structured. And um, you know, it seems obvious, but structure just means a weekly meet. Um, and that's a weekly meet, but then you also need to have the big, the bigger meets, the quarterly meet, the half yearly meet, and that's the one where you review the goals. You know, you review the performance. A big one that we always did, I've just started doing with Dylan, is reviewing your roles. You were saying about equal. It's like at some point you've got to stop and go, well, are you, how much are you doing? Are you happy with it? And, and do you want more or do you want less? And how much am I doing? And should we swap it? So, um, yeah, I think those, those would be good. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, the only thing I would add to that is, don't be afraid for, for young folks getting into, you know, for people getting into business at that early stage, it can seem really unnecessary to formalize it. So it can seem unnecessary to form a company. It can seem unnecessary to have a shareholder agreement crafted because it's all abstract. You're like, whatever, we just want to do this mad thing. We're just passionate and we want to do it together, but you're going to be so busy doing the thing. And you know, if it does all go the way you want it to go, hurdles will come up. And if you do have, some kind of formalized agreement between you, which is what you're forced to do when you incorporate and become a company, then um, that's all taken care of. And it's, and you, you, those expectations and those scenarios have been discussed. It's worth all the awkward conversations. Yeah. And it's worth <laughs> like the, you know, the two and a half grand that it costs to get an account to hook you up with all that stuff. Tell you what about you? Uh, I think that um, the other great thing about shareholders agreement is that you, um, it, it brings to light the fact that there is risk involved in going into business. Mm. And, and, and there's so many, because the shareholders agreement is just a list of shit that could go wrong and what you're going to do <laughs> if it does. Business partner gets bored and pulls out. Someone goes bankrupt. You know, whatever it is, someone wants to, your business partner wants to leave and open up down the road. Like 
it, it, and it's quite draining. But what at the end of it, you're like, okay, there's risk involved, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, you're aware of it, and you know what you're going to do if that risk does take place. But I would say um, being honest, creating space for communication, where in a in a two way platform, so both of you have a space to speak. Sorry, that's my son in the background. Can you? <laughs> um, and 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 having a, a space of equality and a safe space for, for conversation. But yeah, communication is a big one. And having an absolute blowout once a year, at least once a year at the Christmas party. Mm. I.e. tomorrow. Yeah, build strong relationship. <laughs> build the relationship. <laughs> Built on the highs, lows and hangovers. It, no. do, it does. And that's, <laughs> that's not even a joke. The blowout does build relationships. I'll hold you yeah. here, Joe, tomorrow. <laughs> the last one is, the back, last one is to um, acknowledge emotion. So build your emotional intelligence. Mm. It's a big one. That's that you know? self-work, isn't it? Emotional awareness. Yeah. And, and it, not just in yourself, but in others as well. You know, people around you. Man, I like it. Boys, thank you. Great chat. Thanks, Chowie. Thanks, boys. Thank thanks, you. Steve. Guys, thanks for listening. Hope that helps you in your quest for greater business success. Um, if you want anything, get out of junglebrothers.com. Happy to help. Talk gym, talk business, talk the alliance, training, whatever. We're here for you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, boys.